See what I did there? Yeah. I did. Yeah. The straws all work the same. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> they do, Steve. Now they're paper straws. <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Some people's kids, man. That's all I got to say. Talk about, talk about, you know, the the wrong issue to be fucking jumping behind the pl- the paper straw <laughs> yeah the damage of straws in the universe that's right what i find funny about all of that is has anybody ever seen pictures of other countries <laughs> 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 like their pollution problem is way worse than ours <laughs> it's way beyond the paper straw yeah uh, there's places where they just like take their trash and just throw it in the river that runs through town. Yeah. Yeah, it's some crazy stuff. But, uh, so, uh, I am going to get the show going. Uh, Steve, I'm going to put you in waiting in the wing for a moment. But I don't want to wait. What's that? I don't want to wait. Steve, not you. No. Not, not to like yet. tear down the wall or anything, but you do realize that we're live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, everybody I, forget everything you've seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's going to be more people coming in. So, uh, oh, but I, I, it's it's new software, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to you know acclimate. But the button still it says can't live. always <laughs> be perfect. Says the live. button still says go live. Steve, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> in case i haven't said it to you today already fuck off you've only said it like six times oh okay well six times too little then i mean right here i have a box that says you're in the show everyone can see and hear you right <laughs> yes 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 uh don't worry man we'll fix it all in post okay <laughs> nobody will be none the wiser <laughs> we won't fix it in post at all <laughs> or we'll do nothing yeah there is no post. Yeah, only Zool. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see that one over my head. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, you ready? To, you ready to start this thing, buddy? Yeah, just let me know when you hit the live button. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said I'm going live. Oh, you may have been muted, <laughs> Steve. You have issues, but anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start the production for the show, Steve. Is that okay? You're going to do what? I'm going to start the fucking opening to the show. Well, do it. Mute. Oh, I'm supposed to. I didn't know I was supposed to mute. I'm sorry. Steve Alcorn's a fine investigator. Oh, fuck off. I don't. I don't need porn, Chris. I have a good woman. Listen, I have a. I well. have a good woman. I still watch porn. Co-host Steve Alcorn. You are the top shit in Big Footery. If you get the invitation. Oh, are you? I've gotten the invitation two years in a row now, Chris. Wow, not me. And sometimes special guest Matt Nap. It's part grown older, you know. 
maturing, maturing. Okay, George Washington. <laughs> I opted for the. Uh, Is it what meth addicts say? That <laughs> make me more dignified. <laughs> Taking on all things strange since 2013. Wait a minute. I don't know what the hell. Are you doing. saying that he's pregnant? Possibly. Was he implanted by one of these teenage aliens? Did <laughs> <laughs> that happen to Arnold? Uh, this di device, which comes as part of Nintendo's Quality of Life initiative, is to is going to have kids running around banging their heads off bricks. <laughs> yeah. You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening, and welcome to the 40 and Slip. This is episode 87? Is this 87? Yeah, sure. Sure. That's how you titled it. What? That's how you titled it on YouTube. As, a, as episode 87? I don't know. Uh, let me look. Yeah, it's 87. It's episode 87. Steve, I am correct. It's episode 87. Tonight, we welcome to the program, for the second time, <clears throat> the Squatch Detective. I'm waving I like to call him Tactical Man, Steve Kulse. The, the only guy I know that can put on more tactical equipment in one episode of Monster Quest than anyone else i didn't want to feel make him feel alone so i put my camera on as well as you should steve uh if you have not checked out the video of steve calls kicking a bigfoot i posted it to the 40 and slip like page uh how long has it been i i, I did not look back to see when we had you on the show it was years ago 2017 was it 2017? I, I, it wasn't that long. I, I actually listened to the episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you can apologize. I, I came across it quite by yeah, accident. But it, yeah, but Richard was doing the show then. We didn't have you on then when no, Richard was on the show. It was with Matt. No, everybody was here. It was you, Steve, and Matt. Because we were talking about, you know, Steve was talking about having calamari with me. Having what? Calamari. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was a while. When you guys hooked, met up, that was a while ago. I don't know. That was like 2014 or so. That was, uh, it was, I'm pretty sure it was 2017. The guest is always right, Chris. Yes. <laughs> We'll go with I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do some research on this one. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you debunk the statement, then you debunk the statement. <laughs> right, he's correct. Watch detective. So uh, he should know. I mean, he, he should know. But see, that's the whole point, Steve. As we know, um, you were once a fine investigator. <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> but you've fallen a few rungs. And he couldn't get up. <laughs> no. <laughs> And yes, and uh, it, this is the I was ho I was kind of hoping that it would put Steve and Steve in the same column, 
So, uh, because I don't know who is more corny out of the two of you <laughs> between Hal Corn or you. Oh, I can make that happen. <laughs> you can. Oh, you come d drop out and come back in. <laughs> don't let him back in well i don't know why he even dropped out because i could have just removed him from the stream and then popped him back in yeah well he doesn't know it's new software yeah it's new, it's new software that was good matt that was really good so yeah um so recently uh steve calls had uh made this post that he was fed up with the uh, Bigfoot community. Steve and Cole's lost his shit. <laughs> lost his yeah. shit. And instantly I look down through the comments underneath it and I see Matt Knapp and I see, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I instantly I instantly messaged you when I read it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think it's about time you came back on the show. I mean, uh, Man, and I, I hadn't bothered. I hadn't bothered Steve, you know, like really. I think I'd hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> I I hadn't bothered Steve in a in a in a, a long time. Um, but I'd seen this post, and it, it, everything I read in there echoed like what we've been saying on this show for years now. You know the. You know the idea of just being fed up with the the shit that's out there, and and people who just will not. I, I I've said many times. I went out to um, the Olympic Peninsula, to the uh, Browns property, and you know most people know the story. But uh, I went out there with um, the one one of the people that I went out there with David Batdorf, and David is very science minded. And he was, like, trying to take them through, you know, hey, this is what you should be doing. Like, you know, uh, document all this stuff. And, and this is the way you should document it. And and it just, it's like it literally either went in one ear and out the other or just flew over the heads. Like, that's what I saw. And, and time and time again, I've seen it. You know, the people who want to do real research just get mowed over um, by, you know, the I don't know I and I don't even know what what it is that that mows them over, but you'll even see uh, sane-minded or what you think are sane-minded, rational-thinking people just get mowed over by this machine that is the quote-unquote Bigfoot community, and it's and, crazy. And in both ends of the spectrum, uh, and that's actually I posted this morning that when you overthink an issue. Uh, you can you always produce wrong results either side. I mean, there's people that are you know that want to be objective, but they're so overly objective and think too much that they come up with the wrong results. And then there's people who want to be so pro Bigfoot that they overthink it and they come up with these wacky ideas now that you know Bigfoot can cloak or shape shift or jump into a portal or come out of a UFO or whatever. Um, and what really set me off, Chris, was, you know, I, I'm posting about, you know, this, this lunacy that's going on at the time. And all of a sudden, this flesh and blood guy 
starts getting hung up on the tapetum lucida. And the problem is, is that sometimes people are so, pardon the French, fucking smart that they fail reading comprehension. They didn't see what the overall meaning of the post was. And here's a person that should be on my side, but is so arrogant for whatever reason that, you know, how dare he go against what I believe, even though it's just a little piece of it, that I have to argue about, argue about it with him. Um, believe it or not, I, I was at, uh, I was actually doing a presentation in, I, I want to say 2017 at, at the uh, Pennsylvania Bigfoot Camping Adventure, and there was a skeptic there, and... I was actually debunking Todd Standing, and then he starts arguing me, with me about debunking this one particular issue. And I had already done my due diligence and homework on, on the particular area I was talking about. But it's like people want to get stuck on the little things when they're failing to look at the big picture, you know. And and that that was why I I threw my hands up and got so frustrated. And luckily, it wasn't for very long, and I turned around and I started a little movement called, uh, and it's the hashtag Stop the Lunacy, which is a combination of the woo and lunacy. Um, and it's not meant for the people, and I want to make this clear, too, it's not meant for people who may have had a paranormal experience while going out, you know, with a Bigfoot. You know, okay, I can't take away an individual's what they perceive as. I may have some scientific explanation or possibilities to explain why they did it, but the movements against the people that, <laughs> thank you, sir, the, the people that, that constantly um, are showing these videos uh, that, you know, they're having encounters every time they're out and they never produce any evidence. And, um, you know, today, I, you know, I'm going to call out names as I see it. And just and I, and I, I was happened to just a right time. I was flicking through Facebook, and here's one of those cats out there. I like to call him Fred KK Caney <laughs> out there, um, you know, throwing you know out why he can't photo photograph a Sasquatch because it takes their soul away. It does and what now? It's, <laughs> it takes their soul away. Nobody said like fucking, that. They're like inking fucking people. They, they, they don't believe in cameras. You're yeah. lying. You're lying uh, again. Nobody said that. <laughs> uh, I've been doing this for 40 years. He said almost 40 years. Well, that's funny because until Facebook, I never heard of him. Um, and, oh, people have been trying to debunk me for 38 years. Really? What are they trying to debunk? I've never seen one piece of evidence. If, he's, uh, gay, if gay, his gay. claim is that it he can't photograph them because it takes their soul away, then why does he post so many videos of Bigfoot? <laughs> exactly. It's so just him blabbing. Capture them in motion, man. <laughs> it's once you stop them in motion, you've stolen that that moment of time. But you know, what really bothers me about him is here is a guy. That a couple it's full of, of absolute <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> right? But a month ago, went on this homophobic, uh, racist rant 
and then tries justifying the use of a particular word against a particular race. And he is everything that is the antithesis of what I stand. Wait. And, and it's are just, you saying that are you saying that Fred Caney might be a little racist? Well, he alleged, claims he's not alleged, but, allegedly. Well, it, Steve, we've we've learned a long time ago, Steve, that if you put the word allegedly in front of you, <laughs> in front of anything, it absolves you of any responsibility. <laughs> uh, I call it like I see it. If he uses that word several times and then goes and tries to defend it in two other videos, um, I'm sorry, it, I, I call it like I see it. My opinion. No problem. You know yeah. that, that that's that's what it, that's what I call it, and he hey, can try to. If you're using that particular word, which we won't repeat on here, then you're obviously a racist. I mean, there's no defense for it. That shouldn't even be on the that shouldn't even be on the tip of your tongue, no matter how angry you are. Steve. Right. Which one? You. What? Why do I have an echo? Uh, because I don't have my earphones in. Mm. I can turn the sound out. I can't figure out how to use the uh, earphones with this setup. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'll try. Work it out so, <clears throat> anywho, but uh, yeah, I you had said something to me before the show about um, uh, the fact that you wanted to talk about Fred, and I've seen his videos before. They are, I don't know, and believe it or not, I actually interviewed him once. You did. Or I well not interviewed him. I, I, I let me take that back. I got interviewed on a show he was on. <laughs> Matt, you remember, don't you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like I kind of got like sideswiped. Like it was early on. It was before he started the show, and I got asked to go on another show with a certain person. Uh that you may remember, Steve. Probably do you, not. Do you remember? Not not you, uh, the other Steve. Alcorn. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Uh, no. In California? In California. It was when I was there. I don't, I don't remember. I don't recall that happening. Oh. I see. Well, anyway, while I was out there, <clears throat> so what? So, what's your issue with your headphones, Steve? I can't figure out how to make them work. I okay. plug them into my computer, and it still comes over the speakers. And uh, I can't plug them into the mic like we have been. So, I've okay. Been, where well, do you, where do you yeah. have your where do you have your speakers plugged into? My computer. That's where you plug your headphones into. Yeah, but that's on so the you will side. have the sound in your ears and not out where I can hear it echoing to fuck. Plug them into the Yeti, <laughs> and then go to your computer and change yeah. the settings from playback from the speakers to the Yeti microphone. Yeah, try. I tried to explain that to him the last time, uh, and I'm not. I'm I'm such a fine investigator that I can't even. <laughs> right click on the little speaker. I found it. Right click. Okay, now what? Playback. Uh, no, wait. Hold on. Is that smoke coming from the computer? <laughs> uh, okay, speakers. Okay, speak. Speak. Hello. Oh, wow, that worked. All right. How do I save it? It just saves? 
Yeah. yeah. But then technology is amazing, Steve, isn't it? Steve, you should be able to do that through the uh, StreamYard. No, it won't there's let a me. thing down below. It says settings. Yeah, but all it only gives me three options: camera, camera. Oh, it doesn't give you. It, oh, that's right too. It didn't give you the Yeti. That's correct. No. I, I apologize for that. It gives but me I'm the Yeti. We, I'm glad we figured this out. It gives me the Yeti, but it Live doesn't give on me. now. Back Thank from the top. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, so tech support with the 40 and slip every Sunday. At 6 p.m. Clusterfuck with the 40 and 6. So, yeah. Fred, so, Fred Caney, I, I I got stuck in this freaking conversation with him. Oh, God. It was six years ago. It was 2013. And it was... I was just like, what the fuck am I listening to? He's talking about, like, birthing areas and, like, going to visit these birthing areas. And I'm like, What? What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> Let's just face it. That whole geographical region that he's in is not a real bright spot of the Bigfoot world. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Uh, I just wanted to bring something to the attention of the show. Thanks. That's not the chair. That's just Steve. <laughs> that's, just, that's his back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually had shots in my back that there. it's not the cortisone, but there's some in there. But I don't know what it is, but man, did it work. So I'm. it's not my back anymore, but it's my chair. Yes, I'll get some WD-40. That is a squeaky ass chair. Where'd you? What yard sale did you pick that up at? I picked this one up at the uh, Goodwill for five dollars. Curb alert! <laughs> what? What person's house did you pick that up from? I told you, you I got it, it with their trash. I got it at the Goodwill last oh. week for five bucks. It's very comfortable. Mine does the same thing. I'm just staying you really know, still. <laughs> there is there is something bothering me. That, that Santa Claus peeking over his shoulder is kind of creepy. Can we just like turn it around? <laughs> Can we throw a towel over that fucker's no. head or something? It's going to stay there the whole show. <laughs> what should creep you out more? I, I hope Claus, it fucking moves there, on. There is a picture of the three of us, of myself, <laughs> Steve, and Matt on the wall. <laughs> with our pants down. Pants down <laughs> with aliens about to probe us. <laughs> That 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 should that should bother you a little more. There, Santa Claus is gone. Does that make you happy, Steve? Uh, I'm good, thanks. It should. Um, so, uh, one thing I do want to talk about tonight is the uh, 4K restoration of the uh, Patterson Gimlin uh, footage. But um, I, aside from what you were talking about earlier, Steve, what would you say is the biggest problem right now? in the Bigfoot community when it comes to research? Well, what it seems to be is that things have broken up into cults. Uh, you know, you have the, the, the crowd that follows the Zenu or whatever the hell that they're called. Uh, you know, to me, why is Team Squatching USA called Team Squatching USA? It should be called Team Zeno USA or whatever. Um, they're, you know, you have these people that have these cult followings. Um, you know, of course, I don't know what the hell happened to, to Dr. Matt Johnson with this whole Zorth stuff. Um, you know, very similar. Eric Beckshire years ago was a flesh and blood guy, too, and something snapped in him. 
And then it was all of a sudden Bigfoot well, was I, Yeah, I remember with Matt Johnson, I remember hearing, you know, here's a guy, he, he comes out, he tells his story, and he cries, like, almost every fucking time he tells a story. And, you know, he's very, like you are saying, he's very, very a flesh and blood guy. Uh, and it just the turnaround it's weird and where it's gone like the evolution of it it it, it definitely was a really it's probably one of the strangest turns i've ever seen yeah that Uh, one i'm like whoa but yeah i agree with you it becomes this cultish thing and and that is the that is the biggest the biggest uh threat to us the problem is is the the flesh and blood or as Wingbag McGee likes to say, the wood apers, um, you know, we're too confrontational when it comes to, you know, these little minute details that we need to put that aside and agree to disagree, but all agree on what the commonalities which we agree upon and yeah. come together and go against this stuff. And I'm, I'm really surprised that some of the people that have picked up the, uh, the the stop the the lunacy mantle um, of all people. I really didn't have much uh, interaction with uh, Daniel Benoit, but he's kind of picked it up. Um, like him, hate him. I I don't know. I don't know him uh, very well. Um, but he's kind of picked up the mantle, and that's where everybody should be at. We should be taking a stand against this garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if anything. Um, the first time we really saw a cult following was with Rick Dyer. Um, that's how it, it 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 started and it transgressed. Now we have all these little spur off groups, and I, I might also add that that, um, that uh, again, you know, there's people like Windbag McGee who was a, a Rick Dyer follower, you know, trying to say, you know, it's like putting trying to put a You'll, you'll never do this. It hasn't worked for 20 years of ridiculing these people. Nobody's ridiculing people. I put up some very funny videos to get, get attention to say, hey, we, we can look at this in a light way, light, a lighter fashion. You don't always have to be so serious about it. Um, after all, it is just Bigfoot. Um, something I've, I felt passionate about. Um, you know, you, you go fast forward in the 20 years I've seen, have things gotten better? No, they've gotten worse. Um, social media has ma- given us the ability to communicate, but it's also given the ability for people that have some very bad ideas and some very bad, and, and no science, zero science, and kind of propagate it. And if we look over the years, what have we seen that has failed, that has fallen short? We have seen, you know, uh, the, the Jerry Crew tracks come under fire because of, of uh, uh, what's his name having you know plaster cast or the, the wooden shoes in his shed. Um, we have the uh, the Erickson project that blew up to be nothing, especially when its masterpiece was the Randy Rasan footage of what looks like a Wokey, um, a Chewbacca mask. We have you know the, the Melba Ketchum project, which <laughs> which was a total disaster and debacle. Oh, we got published. You bought the magazine. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't get published. Uh, so you look at something that disingenuous, it just leaves a real bad taste. And then to come up with saying it's angel DNA. And then after that happens, she starts having these type of experiences like 
the, the, the Sasquatch braiding her horse's manes, um, which if you go back at the turn of the century, they were calling them witches' knots or elf knots. And it was reported in England that, and what happens is uh, science had a very good explanation for it 75 years ago. Yeah. Um, but here's this scientist trying to say that. So what's the agenda there? You know, and that's the other thing I look at. Are these people really that fucking crazy or do they have some sort of other hidden agenda? I think I think by and large, there are the crazies that are out there. There are the absolutely. people that are absolutely crazy. And I, I do think that that's the case. But I think by and large, a lot of these people find a niche that they feel like they can exploit. And they, you know, they, they, they're like, oh, I can get these people and these people. And, and once they get a little bit of power, you know, it just, they get power hungry. And a lot of these people are in it for the money. So the people that actually make a little bit of money, you know, because there are, there are those people out there. They sell the books. They, you know, they sell a little bit of this or they sell a little bit of that. There are those people out there. It's not a, it's not a big market of money to be made, but they, they are out there. Hey, Steve, and, and, you've, and, written, and, you've written a couple books, right? Yes. You make a lot of money on those books? No. No. There's not a whole lot of money out there. No, but, people, no, but for some, but for some people out there, right. there are. Like I'm sure, like Todd Standing didn't take a loss on that movie going on to Netflix. No, I don't think so. No. But I think you have to be at that level before you make any kind of money. I don't think he's getting rich at it. No, no he's, he's not, not getting, getting rich by any stretch of the imagination. No, if he was getting uh, rich, he and, wouldn't and, be begging and, for money. And, right. and in all, and in all fairness, in all fairness. I don't think Fred Caning is out for money. Don't think so either. No. I think it's something that had occurred in his head, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and more people were following him. And I don't and, understand that those types of things either. And and the other, well, you know what it is? There, there's something missing in a person's life. Uh, something somewhere. Uh, whether it, it, you know, I'm not a psychologist. Hell, the psychologist is saying there's Zorth exists. <laughs> but, right. But there's something missing. There's something going on in a person's life. <clears throat> and whatever that psychological need is, they maybe they have feelings of, um, of, of uh, inadequacy or something. And, and this is the way they feel fulfilled it's by people. Because no matter where you are on Facebook, there's going to be... I could turn around tomorrow and say that you know, I've been talking to a Bigfoot named Harold for the last 30 years, and somebody somewhere out of, out of the 49, whatever, you know, 100 people that are following me on Facebook, there'll be two or three and go, oh, wow, I only, really? I will only believe you if that Bigfoot hangs out with an old chick named Maud. <laughs> you know, that's a very, very, very apropos point. Um, but there would be somebody to agree with that. There would be somebody to say, I want to know more. We've talked, we've talked about doing an experiment. No, we have never done it, but we've talked about it on the on this show in the past. Well, just put well, out the craziest bullshit you could think of, and well, somebody will follow that. But then again, oh, yeah. I would, I don't stand behind that. I could have done it. I thought about yeah. it. But then what does it do to your future credibility? Right, right. And that's, I mean, that's part of the reason we never did. Right. But we've talked about it, and we could do that. 
you know, change our names and just we wouldn't even well, have be amazing. To make a Randy did opinions. that. Right. He put out he had he did the Carlos hoax. Again, he's a skeptic. Yeah. 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 So that's a completely different animal. It is the minute we start putting out bullshit, even if it's under a pretense, uh, and we return to normalcy, you know, we put out something real. People, there's going to be the, the Downing Thomas as yeah. well, you know, 20 sure. years ago or 15 well, no, years ago. I, I think, I think, you know, leaving, you know, people like you out of it. But I think if, if, if that if such a, a study was done of putting something out there like that and seeing who would follow it. Just the wacky bullshit. I think like, it's already been this. done by Rick Dyer. Yeah. Mm. Several really. times. <laughs> Bigfoot cast black magic. News at 11. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there would be a certain crowd of people who would eat that shit right up. I take acid and fucking follow fish with fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> I this the, the, just make the craziest shit up, and I'm sure I'm absolutely sure that you would get a group of people that would be like, "Oh yeah, this shit's going on," and they would yeah. share their their similar experiences. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If, if, yeah. If you if yeah, you think no, about I, it, if you think about it, social media is like the perfect medium to start a cult. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about what. Manson did back in the 60s. He did that by word of mouth. So he got what, maybe a hundred followers? You know, and it wasn't until he got into the media where other people started to come in and a hundred multiply. But if you think about it, the people that lived on Spawn Ranch, they didn't number, I don't think they even numbered a hundred. But if if the social media existed today and Manson was on Facebook. His number would probably be in the thousands worldwide. And when you think about that, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is really scary. So this just isn't this is just a, a small slice of the bigger picture. And that's why I do things with a little bit of levity and a little bit of fun, because this is only big fun. But it does have some real world real world repercussions. Well, one of the reasons why I started doing this show was because it, it I, I had always thought that these communities needed to have a little bit of humility in their lives. Like they needed to just be like, you know, let's let's laugh at ourselves for a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it, it's not. It doesn't always have to be this attack when you joke about something. You know, uh, I can remember that, you know, the comedians of old, it would sound like they were bashing the shit out of one another, but they were loving on each other. Exactly. You know, and, Don and Rickles it, in the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's like, and, and it's like, you know, let's just have a little bit of fun like that. And that's one of the things that this show is based on. I shit on Steve a lot on this show. Like I, I give him fucking holy old hell. It's it part of the fucking show it's like what we do it's like we give each other shit right. and fucking matt gives me shit and gives steve shit and we give matt shit it's it's how we, it's how it works and and for the record like psychologically especially for guys like that's a thing mm -hmm. you know it's 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 a way we we process with each other um 
but you know i had started this show and i wanted i'm like let's just have some fun like because all these people uh, have they're way too tight about this they, they, this it's way too rigid like you have to be straight laced and you can't uh everything has to be you know we can't have any you know potty humor or anything we can't say any swear words in this podcast dear god we're talking about crazy things that may or may not exist you know like when you're going down all these different roads like i mean chupacabras and fucking mothmen and and fuck have a little bit of fun with this shit Uh, i gotta (laughs) i gotta say one of my favorite people to follow is that peter kane guy and people go so crazy it's clearly comedy clearly exactly but people go so crazy thinking this guy's really trying to put out evidence it's not evidence well now hold on there steve Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like Um, you forget i have a podcast in the bigfoot world yeah with a group on facebook right and i'm telling you there's a large group of people out there that think Peter Kane is telling the truth and that's real shit. That's why people throw such a fit. It doesn't matter how obvious it is. <laughs> no, that, it that's, what I, that's my thing. Like, it doesn't matter how obvious it is. Coles put out a thing exposing a very popular Bigfoot person as a complete and total lying hoaxer. I shared it in my group and got attacked for it. Yes, was that who? Which one was that? Uh, I'm not gonna say, but it, <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it might be. Play it that it game, might man. be a woman whose name uh, rhymes with rat. Oh, fucking uh, Catwoman. Possibly so. Yes. Um, well, and or, or, or providing side by side photos, the people were still. That doesn't prove anything. You could have you could have hoaxed those photos to make her look like a hoaxer. Until the private yeah. investigator found out that Katuna actually lives in Connecticut, <laughs> nowhere near a fucking Bigfoot. But what? Why? Let's look at that side for a little bit. Why does that? When there's absolute positive evidence that this person is hoaxing, why do these people still cult? Cult. Yeah, I mean that's cult. the only. That's the only thing I can come up with. And because nobody to wants to feel like they've been had. Nobody wants to feel like they've been made a fool. And they have, the, like Coles was saying earlier, you know, we've talked about it before. A large part of you wanna, this you, you community know what these, is just social. You yeah. want to know what these people are? These people are the guy at 2 a.m. that handed off his money to the guy to go get the next eight ball of Coke. And he's fucking sitting there waiting. He's like, no, no, no. No, he didn't fuck me over. Yeah, right. No, he's coming well, back. He's concept. coming back. Yeah, it's he's coming back. <laughs> That's concept. what they are. They they're so invested in it. I mean, how can Rick Dyer pull off the 2008 hoax, get completely exposed after national media attention, and then come back and say, "Well, this time I shot one behind Home Depot," <laughs> and still get thousands of people? Coming to see it and pay money. Pay money. Showing the photos of it on the internet, showing that is obviously fake. And people are like, have you had the hair tested? Well, he has x-rays, you know. Like, come on. People want to believe it. And they'll convince themselves that the story they're being told is true. Just so they have a circle to fit into where they can be somebody and have friends and get that part of their life that they're missing carnies and rubes and you know what it's not just 
Bigfoot community. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, no. We, um, and we've said it many times. Uh, and one of the funniest things I ever saw was uh, one day I just had a fun. I decided to Google Albany, because I live in the Capital District and all my life, know the area very well. I, I was a paramedic here for, for eight years, and I ran the whole Tri-City area. And I just happened to Google Albany FEMA camps. And this website came up, and I looked, and it said, well, here's a picture of the Albany FEMA camp. And the Navy has positioned a warship upriver from it in the Hudson River. And they have the picture of this, you know, Navy gunboat. And I go, well, that is the Albany Water Treatment Plant, and that is the USS Slater. It was a destroyer escort, and it's now a museum. Right. But that's how these stories get out of hand. Oh, I had a friend of mine contact me uh, one time to let me know that in my city, where I live in Tulsa, that uh, the government had taken over Walmart and that there were Chinese tanks parked in the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm sitting here telling them, like, no, that's not true. The Walmart <laughs> shut down to uh, redo their plumbing. <laughs> there's no military. I assure you there's no Chinese tanks. Well, I I mean, I, I saw it in an, in an article on the Internet. Oh, well, in that case. Um, the, the problem I think we, we, we really deal with is the education levels of people. Um, you know, the, the people that have stayed above the fray in the Sasquatch research community are the people that I think do the, the real work that would really get to the bottom of things. Uh, the people that subscribe to this, they're not, 90% of these cult followers are not real researchers. <clears throat> they're, you know, they're not, they haven't done their homework. They haven't been doing it uh, diligently, and the people they're following are people that have just gotten them by a hook. Now, you know what? It's funny thing. A couple of months ago, I would never have had a problem with Fred Caney, but just the fact, and as you said, Chris, you started this show as kind of a little bit of levity and ripping on people once in a while, like Tactical Man. Ah, that's funny. Okay, I get it. Um, Rector Riolo does the same thing on his show. Sometimes he'll take a poke at me. I get it. Fred didn't get it. And, uh, and that started him down the path of being a very angry and bitter person. And what I laugh about, like, there is another guy out there by the name of C. Wayne Wilson. Who's, to me, he's harmless. He's actually quite funny, the stuff I see him put out. I mean, he tries to think he's a big movie star and all this. He's harmless. Um, but again, he's putting out pictures of, oh, here's the squatch. And it's the same. It seems to me to be the same stump from different angles. And then he gets a certain angle and he calls it Anubis or calls it the Birdman or whatever. And he's being followed by the men in black and talks about that. And he goes into Walmart and people, think, you know, showing people in Walmart. Very funny stuff. Um, I, I can take that with a sense of humor. Uh, when, when Fred stepped over the line is when he started dropping those, those comments. To me. That just so infuriated me. And I was willing to live and let live. But when you start doing that, if somebody from outside this thing, somebody legitimate would look at that, now I'm starting to really feel that the wonder why, you know, when I got into this, 
about 30% of the population believed in Sasquatch. From what I understand now, it's down to 15%. Why is that? It's not because we haven't come up with, with, with the information. It's because the good information is, dream, is being drowned out by carnival barkers, kooks, and people with agendas. That's the reason why. Yeah, it, it, it is a problem that has been going on for a long time. We've been talking about it. The fact that all of the bullshit, it takes away from anything that's real. You know, uh, I it, for the longest time I bitched. I think I watched like two episodes of Finding Bigfoot. I was, and after the first one, my first comment was, "When did we get Bigfoot facts?" Like because they would be put up Bigfoot fact, you yeah, know, right. and I'd be just like, oh, "Since when? <laughs> where can I? Where can I look up in a published journal said fact about Bigfoot?" Um, you know, if you want to put speculation or whatnot, right. uh, but then, I, but then again, do you blame the four researchers? You know, they're they're given an opportunity to go around. Do the I country. do I blame them? No, you really can't. it. I, it I have nothing but respect for Cliff Barrickman. I can yeah. Tell. See, I've I've met I've met Cliff. I've interviewed Cliff. I think he's a great guy. Um. I went out to the Bigfoot Museum in um, uh, uh, Northern California uh, when they were there to do their autograph signing. And I had run into Cliff. I had interviewed him before on another show. <clears throat> and he um, uh, he remembered me, like, right off the bat. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we talked for a little bit. And um, I, I met Renee. My first comment about Renee was she's fucking gorgeous like i thought she was beautiful uh, they butched her up wicked for that fucking show i was just like because i always used to comment about it i was like god damn it the, the, could they found a more butch woman to shove on that goddamn show but when i met her she was really good looking um and i made comment about it and she was really nice she talked to to me and my girlfriend at the time for quite a little bit and uh no it's i but you have to say because uh one of the things that my girlfriend had asked her about was you know uh how do you you know uh weigh out the stuff you know and she said it's really hard so uh, you know i get it you know and i get that (laughs) you know you get these opportunities to be out there to spread a message but a lot well, of that stuff gets well, buried. You got to understand that, and mm-hmm. I've been I've been really close in my day to scoring my own dollar on several mm-hmm. occasions. It, it's never about the message; never is. It's never as as somebody being looked at as talent. I understand the messages. I don't control that message unless the show has been on for a couple of years and you're starting to get clout. Which, if anybody noticed. The first year of finding Bigfoot was really shaky, but as the years progressed, it started getting at least a little bit better. And there's a reason for that because they started having a little more power to exert pressure as being the talent. Now they're established talent. When you first go out there, you know, and I've seen it. I've I've been to a couple of their productions because they used a couple of my cases. And, you know, great opportunity to get feet on the ground even if it's for a short period of time, 
to meet the people, establish contact with the people. So maybe in the future, if you ever want to do something to follow up, you can do that. But during the actual show, you have about that much time to yep. get that much done if you really want to do the job right. Well, yeah, so yeah and I, I always used to say that I loved Monster Quest. Loved that show. But then but, again... But what, what, what are you getting done in a week? Right. You know, well, what... When you were on Monster Quest, uh, Steve, how long did the actual filming take place? Uh, I believe they had like a nine-day window. Okay. Yeah. Now, when I did the Nat Geo special, <clears throat> Truth Behind the Loch Ness Monster, they had a 23-day window. That's a I actually, better. I actually was over there for nine days, and I filmed seven of those nine days. Yeah. And uh, it, it was quite intense. It was very labor-intensive. But out of all the shows... Street behind the Loch Ness Monster got the message wrong on a couple of things. And I, I started doing a presentation, and I unfortunately I lost that presentation uh, about, and I would take some of the shows I've been in and kind of break it down a little bit. This is what they showed, this is what really happened. And we find that in the paranormal stuff, and mm -hmm. there's some shows that I, I've seen paranormal, you know, um, my name was mentioned in one, but what they did was they took a five-year investigation, and they... <laughs> Boy, that was freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about paranormal stuff. I was trying to switch it around, because uh, every time I put, put something up, it would cover you, Steve. So oh, I didn't want to... And you are the guest. Me. I don't care about covering Alcorn. Damn. <laughs> see how I read. See, see what you said about the talent. Yeah, it doesn't make no difference on this show. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll just they'll replace you tomorrow with somebody that doesn't have an echo. Well, but just to build on what you're saying, just as an example, Chris doesn't have us okay the little blurbs he's putting up down at the bottom mm -hmm. or ask us to sign off on what he posts. He just does it, and the same thing happens on television. Right. Right. You know, they just do it so, and most of the talent doesn't even know what's going to be on there until they watch the final show that everybody else watches yeah let me let me address this this, is, this has been a, this is i love how this conversation is evolving but let me address this point though if anything that show did people say well what was the positive what was the negative well the negative was there's some people that think that whooping and tree knocking is all that goes on out there which is not true but it far the good i think far outweighed it because it opened some people's eyes, it, it it opened some people's eyes, but at the same time, it didn't make Bigfoot a four-letter word. I think it started to bring that up where people were a little more willing to talk about it, which I think uh, is a tremendous value to what we were doing. Unfortunately, I know that now, 90% of the reports we got get are, I heard a tree knock, or I heard a howl, or I heard something where it, it's... We're getting a lot more of those crappier sightings without, you know, physical eyeball, you know, eyes on type of sightings or long term, you know, long term effect sightings, like a sighting that lasts a couple of hours and stuff like that, or some phenomenon that lasts a couple of hours. So we're losing some of that. Mm -hmm. um, but but it, 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 it kind of brought it out from the shadows. So that was a good thing. Now, there was a question the last show you, got, you guys had asked me. Because I really didn't have a frame of reference. What do you feel about like bringing 
the Mountain Monsters guys to a, a real Bigfooting event as a takeaway from the event. And what I have seen in, in the, the two events that I have been with them that were Bigfoot events, not once did they ever give a presentation. Not once did they talk about Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Not once did they sell anything uh, that was Bigfoot related or, you know, had anything of, of a reference point. They were there as an attraction. They were on TV, signed some autographs, sell some trinkets. Um, and they were there and they brought people out and they actually were very quite interested on the side to hear about what we were saying about this. And never once ever said anything about their stuff because, you know, it's, you know, it's wink, wink, you know, we, it's just, it's a television show. So to me, <laughs> it's a Actually, one of them, uh, Hawk, actually had a, an experience seeing a Sasquatch as a child. He was talking. He came over to my table and wanted to talk to me about it. And we had a long discussion, and uh, I gave him a book. And it was kind of funny because I actually saw the guys at the last, uh, just a month and a half ago, or now a little less, you know, the uh, Pennsylvania Bigfoot uh, 2019. And Hawk came up to me and said, you know, I read your book. He goes, it was really good, and you maybe brought out a lot of good points, and, that, and that's the extent of it. And again, they again they're not talking about Bigfoot or anything like that, like they're experts or anything like that. So, after seeing it in, in process, it was really quite harmless. However, let me ask you this: mm -hmm. uh, you're familiar with several of these people. There's a number of uh, serious, legitimate Bigfoot researchers. Mm -hmm who have met those guys at different events and hung out with them, posted pictures on their Facebook pages, hanging out with them, put them on podcasts about Bigfoot that are supposed to have a serious tone about the subject. Do you see any harm in that? Isn't that kind of like giving them a little bit of credence to what they're doing? Um, yes and no. I mean, I've, I've actually had actors that have been on, you know, Bigfoot movies that are completely fictional. And I've asked them about the Bigfoot phenomenon, what they think, what their take is on it. You know, it's all, you know, because what is it? It's just a matter of perspective. It's not, it, as long as they don't portray it. Exactly. <laughs> um, as long as they don't portray it as, as a, as a, an angle of experience per se. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the other thing that, that people get all in a bumble about, too, is to, uh, people want to argue about um, you know, the, the, the use of the term expert. And, uh, oh, oh we, you, you are uh, uh, on the show with Bigfoot expert uh, Matt Knapp. Uh, well, Washington, Matt po Washington Post labeled. Uh, Bigfoot expert Matt Knapp. Well, let, um, let me and and let me ask you a question. I'm just going to ask you a simple yes or no question, and maybe I can settle that down. Does do you take offense to that? Do I or does Matt? Do you take offense to Matt being called the Bigfoot expert? I think it's fucking hilarious. He th he takes offense to it. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> here's the thing. Well, let me let me explain let me explain this to you. Amongst each other, 
We're amongst all amongst each other, amongst each other, Steve, it's a joke between us. Right. Like for the longest time, we would bring him on the show with all kinds of bullshit fanfare between Steve and I, saying, "Oh, Bigfoot expert <laughs> joining the show." Well, Matt Knapp. Well, let's look at let's look at the word. Uh, you know, it, it, expertise is a frame of reference. If I'm a plumber and I go to a plumbing convention, am I an expert? No. If I'm an expert, if I'm a plumber and I go to a home improvement show and I'm talking with people that have no experience, then I am the expert. Expert is a derivative of the word experience. So in a frame of reference, if somebody is called the Bigfoot expert in a newspaper or something like that, it's because they have experience, not because they know everything to know. And that's our own divine arrogance. That is our own, uh, uh, people take offense to that. That's our own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not disadvantage, but our own in, in, in inadequacy in ourselves. Saying, Why are they called the Bigfoot expert? I've been doing this for, for X amount of years. How are they the Bigfoot expert? Relax. It's only because the, 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 the population they're speaking to has zero experience with them. That's all it is. That's and, people, okay. and, people get, and people get so angry over that and, 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 and fucked up over it. Step away from it. Step away from the minutia. We have a lot bigger we have a lot bigger battles to fight. We have a lot bigger battles to fight somebody calling somebody like a Fred Caney or uh, you know a Zorf guy an expert. We have a bigger fight with that. I think Phil's an expert. Phil is an expert. My whole th my my whole take on the expert thing uh, is pretty simple. Nobody's an expert on the actual creature because nobody knows anything about the creature for fact, other than what they may have observed in their own personal encounter. However, Matt, there's one man <laughs> that may know the Sweetwater Legend, Steve <laughs> Alcorn. <laughs> However, on the subject of Bigfoot, there are many experts because like you said, you know, people who have been studying it and researching it and know the history of it and, you know, the progression and, you know, things like that. Yes, those are absolutely experts compared to, you know, the commoner, the. Right, exactly. It, 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 I would consider, I would consider Matt an expert over me for sure. Or, you know, or even you, Steve, an expert over what I know. Well, no, the way because I, of the I, lore. I mean, you guys know all the background. Yeah, you guys. I, I, I would defer to the same. I mean, I'd say that you guys are are far more knowledgeable about the I subject and have spent more time in the field. I've spent. Time I am in an the expert. Field. Yeah. Well, I think. No, it's no, just I agree. I agree. I just, however, you know, I think it's fucking hilarious. Oh, no, because the is. side conversations you yeah. and I have had. I think it's the the way we perceive that word expert, and the way Steve uh, said it makes more sense. Yeah, it's just that you have more experience with that subject than somebody else. That's it. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, usually the way I look at it is, when, is that I, nobody here is an expert. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this a couple of years. We've all been doing it. We've all been out and about doing our stuff. We all have some knowledge, whether, whether I may have more knowledge than you. How do I know? In, in this kind of setting, we're all colleagues. 
and that's the way it should be. You have your ideas, you have your ideas, you have your ideas, so be it. We're all colleagues. We're all fighting towards a common goal. When we talk to John Q. Public and we're trying to educate somebody, then we become the experts, but an expert is only a temporary title. Remember that. Yeah. It's only no, worn I, when you're talking to somebody in a crowd, and then when it comes off when you're talking to your... And it's very relative. Exactly. It's very relative. Um, and nobody it, ever asked me if they could call me an expert in the article. No, they just called you one. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even get a, a write-off on the article, actually. They didn't. They just published it. <laughs> and and, and there, there is one guy uh, out in Florida that has a real big hang-up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this show's not getting monetized. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. Don't care anymore, Matt. I gave up on it. Okay, uh, not to derail you, Steve. I gave up on it. I didn't realize Richard Allen was in was in the chat. Oh so, yes, yes. Okay, so Richard Allen, fill in the blank. Matt Johnson is a dot dot dot. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah. He'll fill in the blank for he you, will, all right? He will. Oh, he will. Oh, um, Jesus. And of course, of course, uh, we uh, hold on a second, Steve. Yeah. I, I hate to derail you, but oh. be, because because he used the word, we have to get from from Dean. <laughs> Dean, I'm 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 fucking I'm I'm instilling Touché. back to fuck Dean Cooper. Does, you, Dean, you, does you, Dean understand that there's more than one definition of some words? Yes, I mean, come on, Dean. You, you're back to fuck Dean Cooper. I will, I, and until you fucking redeem yourself, we'll not call you by your name without fuck before it. I won't allow it. Steve, back to you. Sorry to derail you for a moment. <laughs> he's fucking totally lost. That. He's sitting back in his chair. He's like, "Fuck you, Chris." <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, seriously, the the, I I mean, I think we could talk about it ad nauseum when it comes to the research. It it gets, it just gets to a point where everybody gets fed up who has any stake in the game. That's that's real. Like people like you, Steve, not you, Alcorn. What? Uh, Matt, who I know has spent a lot of time out in the field. Um, it, it. it just, you know, it just it, it just becomes a fucking a problem for everybody. Um, I think that just the bullshit research, like I've said many times before, it, it overshadows the good stuff. It takes away from it. And it just makes it so harder for people who are out there trying to do the good things to do what they need to do. It gets very disheartening. Yeah, you know when you know people. I, I don't know why people flock to these folks, but it is what it is. Um, you know, and we haven't even discussed the YouTube side side of things too. You know, like the uh, you know Kelly Shaw show and the <laughs> two and a half. Oh Jesus! Oh, I, mean, I can't comment. And Katuna <laughs> Petunia, and um, there's just. Uh, the the amount of stuff that has been promoted as real that has been bullshit, it, it baffles my brain. Linda Fig Newton Perry. 
<laughs> he baffles my fucking brain, Steve. It does. But, it does. And they keep at it. Like some freaking mental illness, they keep at it. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop because they have an audience. They have people that will follow them and will believe them. You know, um, I uh, I wanted to get into the 4K tonight, but uh, someone had made a comment in the chat and had asked uh, <clears throat> Phil Poling um, uh, what made him think Bigfoot could exist. And he said the Freeman footage. And I know I want to talk about the, the 4K restoration of the the patty film but um the freeman footage is one of those pieces of footage that along with along with the um the patterson gimlet footage just uh, when i saw it, it it like made it 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 stirred something up inside me when i saw that footage i was like whoa what the fuck um you know that so I was, I was curious what everybody's thoughts was on that um since we're going to be going into the patterson gimlin footage don't everybody jump <laughs> i i told you recently that after seeing i think there's an enhanced version of the freeman footage i've seen recently and i just wasn't as impressed as as i used to be mm -hmm. so in my mind it's hard to say on that one yeah well, I think that it's a very interesting piece of film. I don't have any investigative, um, no investigative uh, skill in the in, in the fight there or skin in the game. Um, I would like to believe it's real. Um, that's the best I can give you. Is I would like to believe it's real. Do I think it's real? I hope it is. I you know I look at it. I I've studied it. Could it be? Yeah. Could it also be a sham? Yeah. But, uh, you know, Paul's son has come out a lot, talked about his father, and, you know, his father wasn't guilt-free of making a mistake in his, his big-footing career. Yeah, but is, any, is anyone? No, absolutely not. We are all human. We are all subject to mistakes. And what we have found in this business is the, the, the people uh, that are truly the bad guys that hoax shit Usually do it over and over and over and over and over, again. not just once. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I tend to like the Freeman footage. I mean, I know it's one of those pieces of footage you can't really tell. Could it be somebody in a suit? Very well, likely could be. You know that 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 possibility. It, it when I say likely, I don't mean that that's more the the possibility. I'm saying it's likely that it could be. It's also likely that it could be a creature in the woods. It's a possibility yeah. either way for me. I, you know, when I see it move, so on and so forth. I've, I'm one of those people who spent a lot of time in the woods. I grew up in in uh, in rural Maine. Uh, as a as a kid, I spent my time out in the woods behind my house. I, the trails that went between me and my friends' houses were all through the woods. Like I, I've seen many a creature. Um, when I see those videos, I see you know, well, when I see the Freeman footage, I see a creature. 
Now, could I be wrong? Could I be seeing it wrong? Could it be something in the video that I'm not noticing that is tricking me or tricking my brain or tricking my eyesight, whatnot? D completely. It's, that's a possibility. However, um, I don't I don't tend to think so. And I think that 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 piece of footage is one is one of the ones that I, I'm going to continue to like. You know, it's one of the ones that makes me hopeful. You know, but the the thing that the thing that makes me, um, you know, the thing that 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 brings me back though and takes away from it is that I haven't seen much good, you know, beyond those videos. <clears throat> so, you're right, Phil. They didn't. At all. Jeez. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Usually the arguments I hear against the Freeman footage, as far as just the footage is concerned, uh, just anger me. Is it because it goes back to Freeman and the whole bullshit? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Whenever the argument doesn't uh, revolve around that, but actually just takes a look at the actual footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, it's fat. Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever. I, I don't see how that proves that it's not real. And two, it looks at the ground as it steps. And, you know, the argument being that Bigfoot doesn't have to look where it steps. It's used to walking around. And I'm just like, really? I look down at my feet sometimes whenever I'm walking in my house. Like, yeah, that, that's not proof that something isn't right. real. You know, um, but again, people will have their own opinions on stuff. Um, some of them may be just like, and they're like, people get so fucking angry about that that it just, yeah, it, it drives me insane. That you know, well, can't you see that it looks down? And obviously, it's a, a Bigfoot doesn't need to do that. Well, how do you know that? People are entitled to their opinions, but they're not entitled to their own facts. Right. You know, whether it be uh, the the dork telling me that his primatologist confirmed that Sasquatch is diurnal, <laughs> or uh, wow. somebody saying that taking a Bigfoot's picture takes their soul. You're not entitled to I, your I, own I'm gonna, facts. I, you know what? I think I'm going to get behind Bigfoot's soul being taken in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think, you know, you can video them. You can video right. them all day long, as long as they're moving in as these pictures. If they're moving pictures, Steve, then I'm behind it. But if, if you photograph them, that still image just takes their soul. It does. You, you want to hear a, a good one was uh, somebody was taking a picture of me the other day and said, oops, it's blurry. And my automatic reaction to that was, I'm sorry, I've been hanging around with Bigfoot too much. It's funny that somebody that uses hate speech publicly or otherwise, but I'm just saying in that situation, <laughs> you know, someone who uses hate speech is concerned about a Bigfoot soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like if we're going down that whole soul path. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, the Freeman footage, it's one of those pieces of footage. If I look at the footage, I'm like, oh, man, wow. 
you know, and even hearing all the stuff about uh, Freeman and 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 what he ma- what he was involved in, and was he trying to hoax this stuff or you know what not, so on and so forth. I still tend to th- say that I like it. Um, do I know for sure? I don't. Nobody does. And nobody does, yeah. and we're not going to. It, it, it's one of these many things, these many things that we're just not going to know. There's only one guy that knows for sure, and he ain't no longer with us. So Yeah. That's a, that's another argument that gets used on that footage that I find funny. Uh, you know, skeptics, if you come back uh, with a claim, and I'm not talking bad about being skeptical, I'm just saying, if you come back with a claim, instantly the question comes out, well, why weren't you videoing? What, you know, why weren't you documenting? And I do agree that everybody going out into the field should be documenting the entire time, not <coughs> at the top if possible. Yep. However, the argument also happens, for instance, in the Freeman footage, well, that can't be real because he was out there trying to film Bigfoot and he just happened to get a Bigfoot. Well, yeah, that's what we're all trying to do. Kind of the same argument with uh, you know, Roger Patterson. Right. Yeah. That that argument doesn't doesn't necessarily. So you, you you have to you have to video and document everything, but if you get any results, then you're going to be challenged because that was your intentions to do. Therefore, you have a reason to hoax it. And 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 just to be clear too, if for anybody skeptic to turn around and say. Well, you know, you had a sighting, you had a camera in your pocket, why don't you take a picture of it? Or you have a cell phone, why don't you take a picture of it? Um, then they don't understand psychology 101. It doesn't work that way. Even if you expect to see it, you're going to have a little bit of delay in your mind. Uh, well, it, imagine, depends, it depends on the person too, Steve. Yeah, but like, imagine, because, imagine it not being in your belief system. Well, I imagine, mean, I mean, when, I, when I go out in the woods... Uh, I, you know, and anytime I've ever caught anything, like I have a video of a bear, um, you know, because I instantly grabbed my phone and started videoing. You and know? you were also instantly in a running automobile, not out on the trail and just right. all of a sudden there's but, but, a bear Chris, in the trail. Right. Chris, let me, let me predicate that by saying that a bear is 100% in your catalog of beliefs. When you see something that you not necessarily believe and you got half an ounce of doubt, you're going to stop and your body is going to have this instant, what am I watching? What am I looking at? Common, very common thing when you talk to witnesses who witness accidents and crimes and stuff like that. There is a delay in, there's almost like a, a, and then the after effect is some sort of trauma. No matter how you, you try to turn around it, you have have a slight amount of trauma in there because there isn't one Sasquatch witness that I have yet to talk to that hasn't said that at least for a day or two, they're constantly thinking about what they just saw. Yeah. I just, uh, to me, it, it, I think, you know, because I've run into so many things that have scared the shit out of me early on in life, like just because they, it, they popped out at me, uh, be it, you know, birds or deer or whatnot. Ex-wife. 
hit the uh, you know, okay. I go there. Uh, um, uh, fool me twice. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I just I tend to I you know yes was I in a vehicle yes absolutely I was. Um, but uh, in this day when I have my phone on me at all times, if I saw something, I'd pull my phone. I just I, I feel like that's the case because I I thought that too. But and, know, and there's a little little known fact that when I had shined my light on that fucker standing there next to the pole, watching the campfire, and I'm out there by myself and I put the light on there, my mind did not click into shit, I've got a camera in my pocket. A night vision camera in my pocket, no less. Right. I didn't, it did not even, the first thing my mind to went to is, look at that. Look at its eyes. Look how it's blinking at me. Look how tall it is. Look at the long hair. Look at the conical-shaped head and shoulders. I can see the shadowing of it. What the hell? And then it goes to, well, if I move, it's going to leave. What do I do? You know, so I moved the light a little bit, and it left very quickly before I could even reach in my pocket. You will not think about it. the only the only real fight against that is always having a body camera. That mm-hmm. may save that may save some days, but that's why I actually get very body cameras all around. Well, I mean. Somebody I mean, may have the presence of mind. You know, Chris may be absolutely right. Maybe if he ran across maybe. the Bigfoot, he would instantly. I mean, I've get just, his I camera. know, I've ran across like all kinds of instances where I was, I instantly saw a creature in the woods, and even though it, whether it be something I can see that I can recognize or not, I'm that type of curious person where I want it on. I want to be able to look at it later. And, 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 and truth be told, um, you know, when I had my, I wasn't expecting to see. I was just going out to get batteries to grab a smoke. It wasn't like I was, you know, if I was hurt something and I was going after it, I probably would have had the camera at the ready. Right. No. No. I, uh, I get it, what you're saying. It, yeah. In, in uh, those moments, yeah. you, you're, yeah. you're 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 in a frame of mind, like you said, you were going to get a smoke. Yep. You know, I any of the times that I've done it, I've been on a trail or I've been out in the woods and I've been walking around. I'm not and I'm just looking around, yep. you know, because um, I've caught many, many times where I've caught <coughs> deer or, you know, whatnot, um, just out out and about in Maine, but out in the woods. Uh, the, the problem that I think uh, is a little bit larger <clears throat> is no pun intended there um let's say you see the bear okay mm-hmm. and you're like holy shit a bear and you reach for your phone that's the length of your bigfoot sighting right can be yeah well it absolutely could be could not be right but i'm saying but if, what i'm saying <laughs> is if i don't majority if, it's if like, you don't reach for it it's not going to happen but you, you don't have, have that in your mind, yeah. you know, this is what I should do. It's sort of like that whole idea of how do you, uh, have you ever heard like that, that trick of how to get yourself the lucid dream <coughs> where every time you go to a doorway, when you're awake, you, you go up to it and you knock on it. 
on the uh, on the door frame and you say am i awake or am i asleep and then eventually in your dream you'll do the same thing because you've conditioned yourself and then you have that um <laughs> never heard of that no you never heard of that <laughs> no what if you're dreaming about something and there's no door yeah well, you're just preparing that if you ever get to a door in your dream, that <laughs> well, okay. that's what you do. You but, knock but on you say, my way, liners. Right. <laughs> you know, I can it, tell it, you, I can tell you, if I were out in the woods, and I don't care how prepared I am to see a Bigfoot, and I saw one, ain't, it ain't no camera coming out of my pocket, because I'm going to be scared to, sh to death. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm. Oh, yeah, I'd absolutely, I'd absolutely have some fear kick in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, because I, I, that would be the last thing on my mind. But I'll honest. tell you, I'll tell you also, I've had fear kick in with deer too, because when sure. you run into bucks when they're pissy <laughs> and you're you covered in deer problem. urine, oh. <laughs> you can have a problem. Yeah, you're going to be a uh, doe real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, so uh, just. Well, yeah. Uh, upload your photos of all the deer that you've run across and yeah i have a shit ton and, on my facebook asshole and, and, and truthfully mine wasn't a fear reaction mine was more of an awe reaction yeah it no no like, I, no and i, and oh. I get what you're saying but from what you said when you you were just describing how it went down you know i get I, that i was lucky i had somebody actually i had my videographer there and he came out he was at the camp so they all came out and he shot video of me, like a within a couple of minutes after the sighting, and my eyes looked like saucers. I mean, they were like, yeah, they were like that, and I'm like, and you could hear me just stumbling over words a little bit. I imagine it's like, something. Oh, it's something uh, like uh, what I felt like after I went skydiving. Probably, yeah. I, I mean, was after I went skydiving. The only way I, can, I was high for like, oh god. It was like a few hours afterwards, uh, the first time, and my buddy and I picked up a six pack on the way home, and allegedly he may have drank uh, while driving <laughs> on the way home. But we uh, we got to the house and we had polished off that six pack, and I looked at him and like I don't even. Like I'm like I kind of feel a buzz from the beer, but not even at all. <laughs> it's sober. It's very sobering. Yeah, like the, the ever the the immensity of what I had experienced overwhelmed it. Um, that's a that's I, a great description. That. Yeah, that's yeah. Great Especially if whenever you landed, you realize you're on a different planet that you'd never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that would be what, similar. Parachute is from the portal. This well, I'm just Mars? saying, like it doesn't matter the situation. <laughs> you're never gonna expect to see a Bigfoot. Yeah, and like the first time that I got a glimpse of one, it was like I don't even know that these things are real. <laughs> like I've never seen one, and it's like a mind fuck because it's like your brain is trying to argue with your own sense of what you're observing. Exactly. Like you, you know exactly what you're seeing, and still, even then, even I was out looking for Bigfoot. I'm looking at a Bigfoot. And my mind is still, is that some person in a suit? Somebody hoaxing you? Is that a bear? Like, my mind was trying to process it. And it was just, like, shorting out. And like Cole said, it takes a couple days to settle back into reality and be like, oh, my God, this actually happened to me. The, uh, the second one I saw, 
I blew it completely off. It was a five. It was a deal. It was a five and a half one, not very far from where the the sighting I had the year previous. And with, I had gotten into my tent. It was one thirty in the morning. I had to use a tree. I unzipped my tent to step out. I stepped out. I looked to the left, and it was very. It was bright that night because there was a full moon. There was cloud cover, but kind of the leaves drop and it gave everything like this night light type of glow. And there it is running across the trail. My first reaction is, oh, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> and then the next day, somebody was like, hey, something left a log behind my vehicle. That wasn't there at 1130 at night when we all turned in. Because he had gone to his vehicle to get, you know, his pillow and blanket because it had been raining that day. And he didn't want to leave it in the tent just in case his tent leaked. He would have been able, he would have tripped over that had that been and uh, even the and the weirdest thing about the whole thing was it was a birch log and we because it was raining out we were collecting as much birch as we could because uh, the uh the the bark of the birch is very rich in oil so it burns wet and it burns like kerosene mm-hmm. so even even a more weird type of scenario there that why would a birch log be placed and we actually found where it had been plucked out of across the road in this very wet area that we wouldn't have stepped in because we would have sunk, you know, our feet right into it. So really, really some really weird, weird stuff that, and then the next day there was a, a nine, nine and a half, nine inch track found perpendicular to the trail in, in the, in the same direction I had seen it moving. So. But I also think that, you know, the next great video that comes out is probably just going to be like some kid was out hunting and saw a Bigfoot yep. and pulled out his camera on his phone and started filming. I've right. been saying that. Somebody <laughs> we hope we hope has the wherewithal to film and continue filming. It's it's and, it's very uh, unlikely that a Bigfoot researcher is going to be the guy who actually gets that film. Well, the but, other thing too is that that we also have to consider that everything we have is digital now. Yeah. Everything we use is digital. So what happens is it focuses on the nearest thing it sees. So that's why we get a lot of blurry pictures. That's why I never discount anybody that has a blob squatch that has had a physical sighting with it. Never discount. Okay, well, it's it, it's it's a blob squatch, but you have at least your eyes to back it up. I consider blob squatches part of the lunacy is the people that just take pictures of the woods, and there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. Oh, there's one cloak, there's one, and all the red circles coming. Yeah, come out. If somebody had, you know, I years ago I got a picture from a guy by the name of Jack Leach, who just recently passed away, who had seen it, and he had always kept a pocket camera because he was. Uh, that's what he did. He was a, he was actually a, a, a field guide for people, and. He pulled out his camera and snapped a picture of it because it kept peeking up out of the woods, looking up at him and going back in and looking and kind of like seeing if he was he was there. Well, he snapped one picture off. It was a blob squatch. But, you know, you have that sighting, that actual sighting to say, that's it. He wasn't willing to go in the woods and take 5,000 pictures and say there's a Sasquatch everywhere. That was the only picture he ever took. So to me, that, that adds some legitimacy to it. I could, you can go out in the woods tomorrow and take a photograph and pick out faces. I mean, our our, our mind goes to that. Well, I, I did that in one of my videos. One of the uh, one of my my first videos when I started the movement was 
me in my backyard, and I have a, you know, I have woods behind my yard, so I'm sitting there, and here I am in the woods, and is that a Sasquatch? No, it's not moving. And that's what really drives me crazy is the videos. There's the Sasquatch there, and it's not moving. It's perfectly still the entire time. And it can go for two, five minutes. Well, they can stand perfectly still. Oh, shit, no creature can. No creature can. They got to breathe. I mean, they, there's going to be some movement. Yeah. What are the odds that, okay, your camera, depending on the lens and how close you are to the subject, is going to have a different range of view. But on average, you could say the the scope of a photo might be 15 feet across. Maybe a little more, maybe a little bit less. So you randomly took a picture of 15 feet of woods and there just happened to be seven Bigfoot standing at <laughs> right. right. That every time you take that picture, you were there. Yeah, every every time you take that picture, there's seven or eight or twelve Bigfoot standing yeah. there. And you but, will find a dozen people on Facebook if you post it to say, "Wow, that's a great picture." Oh yeah, I, I did. Back when one I was of the things doing, we went. Go ahead. Back when I was doing this, I took some video of some. I was out in the woods. I, I can't remember what I was doing. And people were pointing out the Bigfoot all over the place in my video. And I'm like, there aren't any here. None. Okay. Okay, I'll give you even one better. There is a clip of me on Monster Quest. Where there is oh, something I've seen this one, yeah. Where there's something moving in the background. And even it's been a while, but within maybe the last six months I've gotten one. But ever since that episode came out in two thousand eight. People say, did you see that thing moving behind you? I think you've got a Bigfoot. No, that's Dave McCullough. He was camping. I can recognize him just by seeing him back there. The trail was behind me by about, and he just so happened to cut across the trail when we were filming. Wasn't supposed to be there, but he did. But it wasn't enough of a distraction to you know, edit that and reshoot it, or they didn't just catch it. Um. But no, it wasn't a Bigfoot. But you wouldn't believe how many people think that it was a Bigfoot. Well, we, and you could you could probably tell them, and they'd still believe it was Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. There's been a couple that yes, yeah. I've said. No, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, we've even seen the emergence of the the Google Earth Bigfooters oh, yeah. uh, that scan God. Street View images <laughs> and find Bigfoot in them. Dude, so, do you wait a minute. Do you remember the fucking Bigfoot, the supposed Bigfoot in the movie Wild? Yes. Oh, uh, no, I haven't seen it, but... Oh, my God. But if you go and you look, it's a fox. <laughs> it, 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 Matt had sent it to me. I believe it was you. Yeah. When the whole thing came out, because I had seen the movie. Um, right. I, I had watched the movie too. And then I and ran I, across that article and I was like, what are they talking about? I'm like, right. And they're like, there's a Bigfoot in Wild. And then you look and it's like, at first you're like, what the fuck? But then you take a closer look and it's like, it's a fucking fox. But a lot of people just don't get past that "what the fuck" stage, and they want to believe so bad. Yeah, I, I don't know if they want to believe so bad, or I, I don't know what's conditioned them to do that. But it's, I don't think I don't think we'll ever know the answer. Office yeah. one on. But I, it 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 just it's it's a weird phenomenon. Man, did you see that light just go on behind Steve Calls? 
Yeah. He's a paranormal <laughs> guy, Steve. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got so, a spirit. He's, he's got a spirit. Into existence. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a have a. You're right. I, I have his, my spirit guide is Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, and I, 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 we don't have to spend too, too much time on it. Um, <clears throat> but I did take a look at it, the, the 4k restoration of the Patterson Gimlin footage and it, it, it really is some nice footage. Um, I was talking about this with, uh, Richard Allen and with Phil Poling last night on, on the Squatchable podcast, the news that we do on Saturdays. Um, and, you know, I, I said, well, you know, obviously when they enhance it like this, they got to fill in some of the gaps to, to make it look, uh, you know, the way that they do. And, you know, Phil had agreed with me on that. He's like, yeah, that absolutely happens. And Phil knows a lot about, uh, video and, and, uh, photo, um, uh, the logistics and stuff behind all of this. So, I mean, it, it is to me, it's like, it's a nice piece of footage to go back and look over in this way. Uh, some people say they can see the seams in it. <clears throat> I don't, I don't see these seams that people talk about. Um, you know, I see again, a, a very fluid moving creature. Although, you know, Richard uh, Allen had brought up, well, well, she stumbles, and it's like, well, do you stumble, motherfucker? Um, you know, it, it happens. Um, but the the thing, and I, I I hate to gravitate towards it, but the thing that that really gets it for me is I can't see the point in putting breasts on a costume. You know, if you're gonna hoax something in that day and age, <clears throat> I don't. I don't see the 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 reality being hey let's put breasts on this thing and it, here's Richard Allen's comment oh whoops cuz somebody else commented it's obviously a suit I don't I don't think so I don't I don't see it as a suit <clears throat> um if it was obviously if it is a suit, suit if it is a suit dude it's a damn good suit it's a damn good suit because I just I don't see it. It's obviously a suit well, to people that are refusing to accept the fact that it might be a real creature. Right. And I would think that if it was obviously a suit, we wouldn't even be having this discussion anymore. Right. You know. It's obviously a suit that uh, nobody else could recreate since it hasn't oh. been turned up anywhere, <laughs> and it was well. better than any of the suits being put in Hollywood budget movies at the time. And you have three different costume say, makers. I dare say that fucking thing probably would, if it is a suit, would look better than the shit that they put out today. Yeah, yeah and, and you've got three special effects professionals who make costumes and everything, including one that was doing it at the time and was in the industry in Hollywood, who have all said it's not a freaking suit. Well, uh, Matt, I, I want to correct you. They're not professionals. They're experts. <laughs> <laughs> they're professional experts. <laughs> and and currently, we have microphones in front of us, so we are experts in our field. That is right. <laughs> I, come from, I come from the old Opie and Anthony 
uh, days of broadcasting. If you've got a microphone in front of you, you are a fucking expert. Here's the deal. If you have been nominated and or won Academy Awards for special effects and makeup and design or work for a production company that has, and you tell me there's no way that's a suit, I trust you. Over somebody who has over some guy in the UK <laughs> saying it's obviously a suit. <laughs> Was that a spot on Richard Allen impression? Oh, that oh god, I, I, I'm sure yeah. he's 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 like, did I just say something? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> no, I I just I don't see it as a suit. It's it, it the video looks good, and if it is a suit, I I very well could be wrong. I'm saying what I don't see. I don't see it is a suit. Um, but if it is a suit, that's a fucking damn good suit for, what, 1967? Yeah. That's a well, damn good suit. Go that, read that, the Mons report and argue against it. Very true. Um, so I kind of looked at the both sides of the argument and... Somebody made mention of something, and I'm looking at something in there that, because, like I say, I always look at the a video by the story behind it. The story seems solid. The story seems solid. It seems very unlikely that, you know, um, <laughs> um, it's a, uh, it seems to be a, um, a very fluid moving object. The fact that he falls off the horse and steadies the camera <coughs> afterwards, again, that's something you wouldn't expect. The breasts you wouldn't expect. Um, even in some of the frames that uh, are, everybody looks at 352 or is it 372? Sorry. Anyway, the, um, the frames with the feet on it look very interesting as well. Um, the footprints that were left behind seem to me a bit narrow. That's the forensic evidence. It seems a little <laughs> bit narrow, but um, that being said, um, my only concern about that film is most of our Sasquatch witnesses see a long-haired creature, and the hair on this creature didn't seem very long. That's my only concern. Yeah, the, the, the hair on, on this thing seems... Kind of patchy, if you ask me. Right. Now, does that now does that indicate some type of like mange? Where well, where where it's patchy, or wear points that that was apparent to me. It's along the sides. If, if you look at you know, hey, I'm a hairy guy, so I can look at it and go, okay, I can see where it would not have hair here, here, because I don't, because that's where my wear points are. Where I walk, how I walk. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have hair up. On the other side of my arms, because they brush alongside my sides. I don't have hair on the side of my <clears throat> my rib cage because that's where my arms rub against. You know, along my hips because that's where my hand. You know, that's where my hands rub against. So it makes sense where the patches are. Yeah, that, that's a positive. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I look at this footage and I was watching it again today. I I I, I watched through the whole thing again today. To be fair. Um, and you know good, what? A good look at it yet again. 
and it, and it just it, it looks like you were saying it looks very fluid. The it she just goes, and and I just realized something. I am the expert here because I've been in Mad Magazine. Oh, <laughs> that's me right there. <laughs> saying it's a hoax. Nice. It's a hoax. Nice. Um, yeah. Go I've looked it. at every incarnation of the Patterson Gimlin footage, you know, all the enhancements except for the latest <clears> one because I don't have 4K, so it doesn't do me that. Well, much I mean, more. I watch it on a, a high definition TV, and right. I mean, you can still appreciate the way that the film looks. But every time I've the restoration, I, yeah, every time I've watched, I've I've been looking on purpose for seams. I've been looking on purpose for things that just don't make sense, and I just can't pick it out, you know. And usually in films, you're going to pick something out. But my God, did Roger Patterson have the money or the ability to make that suit? That that's what it comes down to to me. And I don't think he had either. I mean, he had the board. Didn't he? He didn't even pay for the camera, if I'm correct. Not correct. Oh yeah, no. He he didn't he owe money on it or something. Yeah. I mean, did he really have? And it's clear to me that Philip Morris didn't make that costume because you can see the stuff he made for the movies, and it's just not the same quality, not even close. And his recreation of it wasn't close. I'm, so, I'm going to say something that will probably offend a lot of people. Offend them, Matt. <laughs> Go ahead. But, like, the aspects of, let's say it's a suit, and breasts were added intentionally... And then during the filming of the event, everything was choreographed and scripted. I do not think the individuals directly involved were intelligent enough to come up with those ideas. No. No. I, I don't either. I th I think it's I think it's a it's a stretch to to believe that. You know, I think it's a stretch to believe that Patterson and Gimlin set this up. I think that's the bigger stretch than to go. They probably filmed a, filmed a Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if to to go, they probably filmed a Bigfoot. Is a less of a stretch than to go. These motherfuckers hoaxes. Well, even whenever they didn't make any money off of it or anything. Yeah, you know, like Cole said, they didn't come out with a second and third film. Like and I, I, the story I, hasn't so, changed. And, and and you know, I I've said it before. I'll say it again. If it's a hoax, all I want is on fucking Gimlin's fucking deathbed for him to fucking send Rick Dyer one of those bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you. Motherfucker! If yeah. it's if it's a hoax, this is the way you do a hoax. Fucking <laughs> send Dyer a bag of fucking dicks. <laughs> if it's but, a hoax, it's a good one, and it could very well be. Could very well be. And to Lauren Coleman, I bequeath the Patterson costume <laughs> for the Cryptozoology Museum. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know existed. that motherfucker would be there, dude. That's a million dollar costume. You know, somebody could become a millionaire if they actually owned that costume. Yeah. Would you? Would you really hold on to it this long? I know there's speculation that there, it's in some place, and would you really hold on to it? Hell no. <laughs> I sure wouldn't. Well, again. Holding on to it is the only sure way because we're not talking anything criminal. 
No. So if you, you stick it in your basement, who's ever going to find it? Yeah, but why it, would you? You put, you put it in a dump, you dump it in the river, you put it somewhere else, somebody can find it. Yeah, it could always be fine. Yeah, but most no, of it, the depends, it depends on how it depends on how committed to the hoax you are. Most of the parties involved are <laughs> either long gone or I mean, the story's been around for. I mean, what's it really going to do if it, if it came out tomorrow and that suit came out? Bob Gimlin wouldn't have a speaking career anymore. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. He would make a lot more money with it being a hoax than he would going around I speaking at conferences. So. Uh, I don't think so. F are you fucking kidding me? The book deal he gets? <laughs> yeah, the movie deal. Like the deal greatest hoax ever pulled. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I created yeah. a whole genre. <laughs> well, what what would be the shitstorm if it was came out to be hoax? Ever think of that? What what would be the repercussions? I don't know. Russell Accord would have to find a new gig. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but by that, no, it would be a huge. There, oh, it'd be his a life story. would be in danger. Unfortunately, his people life would, would get be pissed. in danger. People would get pissed. He's already received threats before. Yeah, for it being real. <laughs> yeah, people. People are very strange when it comes to this subject, and it goes back to that whole cult well, mentality. Yeah, but which side of the cult are we on? Are, are we part of that cult mentality if we believe it? Um, if you think about it, if you think about it before you answer that, look at the shit we gave. If this was ever to come out of hoax, look at the shit we gave to Bob Hieronymus. Well, if uh, it comes out of hoax, it's still not going to be Bob Hieronymus. Yeah, it's not Bob Hieronymus. So, I mean, and how do I mean, we know? How do we know? It, hey, it possibly know. it could be. Because, it could be Bob Hieronymus. You could be you're as, right. Because it I'm going to play, play devil's advocate. Bob Hieronymus took a lie detector test. <laughs> so did Justin. Yeah. Lie detector but, but tests on, can be fooled easily. No, they can't be actually they can't be fooled easily. They can be fooled, but we, we, we can't use Smedja as a potential <clears throat> Uh, we can't use that as an example because that was set up by a party friendly to him. But her eyes were set up by a television show. And right. if you, but, you look into it, Steve, I believe... But a television the, show but a television show would have no vested interest because either way it would have been a good story. Right. Because they but would I, have said... I believe, though, that the, the lady who gave Justin's lie detector test was uh, associated with the same people who gave the lie detector test on that show. So, no, this and, is your, uh, no, no, no. What I'm seeing is the guy who the guy who did that lie detector test originally, <sighs> the guy who invented that. It's called lie detector in a box if you look it up. And I believe he's the one who did that show. Mm. And she took his course, and that's how she became a lie detector. I did a whole thing on it back when I was doing that right. shit. But you know, and I, I I actually got a real good crash course in polygraphs and examination. I um I forget, his name is David Bird, and David Bird worked for Scotland Yard for thirty two years. We used him on the truth behind the lockhouse monster, and I come from an investigative background, and him and I had the longest conversation 
you do not become a polygraph examiner by taking a course. You can, right. technically, but he went to school for six months about uh, for polygraph examination. I actually went to the school's website to see if I wanted to take it myself, but it was just too labor intensive, and I would have had been I would have been out of pocket for six months. But not only do they teach you in, in a public polygraph, they just don't teach you. They give you practical exams. They teach you how to interrogate. And this guy now goes around for Interpol and and does and does polygraph examinations of both known criminals and possible criminals in big high profile cases. And when I hear somebody took a polygraph exam in a course, there's a big difference right. in that versus Ooh, and, and that's how the the one that Justin got was definitely that because I looked it all up. I found, I don't remember how I found her name. I, I, we were associated with you know uh, uh, Sean and Roe at the time, and they were the ones behind all that. And, yeah. um, I but, found out all this, and boy, did I catch hell for putting that information out. But then again, like I say. Um, I'm not talking about the smedge thing because can, can lie detectors be fooled? Usually, lie detectors will give false, um, positive false answers or indicate the person is lying more than they will say a person is indicating the truth. That's why they're not admissible in a court of law. However, um, there are people out there who are pathological liars and believe what they say. And those people can also fool lie detector tests. It's why I don't hold any stock in them whatsoever. Because there are people out there, and I, I actually have a family member um, who's like that. Well, you, know what David, you know what David Bird said to me, though? David Bird said to me, it's not about fooling the machine, it's about fooling the polygraph examiner. Right. Because when you do a setup interview, because you just don't go in, sit down, and take the test. Mm -hmm. You get a you get a discussion, and you get some of the questions ahead of time, believe it or not. Yes, you do. And the discussion is basically explaining to the person the accuracy of the machine, discussing what they look at, discussing all of that, and it makes a person squirm. And then the truth behind the Loch Ness Monster, they had three people take the polygraph exam. Huh. Why did they only show two? Because the third person failed the exam. He was the boat captain that we were taking out. So he, in fact, I remember David coming out saying, he's lying. He failed the polygraph exam horribly. Turns out, two years later, that boat captain tried to use a picture of the prop used on that documentary and said he had a new picture of the Loch Ness Monster. And proved that he was a hoaxer and a liar. I knew that two years earlier because of that polygraph exam. Because the polygraph say, examiner yeah. is top notch. I think you have to, if you're looking at polygraph exam examinations at all, you have to look at the examiner because they are the ones exactly. who interpret the results. Exactly. That's and why if I'm you, if you are like on a TV show that I'm not necessarily the one you were on because you had a real polygraph examiner, but one that's oh, yeah. set up just for that. Uh, and when oh, you yeah. when you have one that's called polygraph examination in a box and it's a course you take, 
how do they know how to interpret that stuff, right? Exactly. And that's and that's why the you can't believe the, the exactly. smear one at all. The 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 setup uh, that we did was I wasn't even in the room. I, I actually had a live feed of the examination as it was going on, and uh, they had one cameraman, one sound guy. The director wasn't even in the room, and it was just David sitting. Actually, the, the cameras were actually zoomed in because cameras weren't even allowed within like 30 feet of polygraph examination. They were sitting back and they were told to keep absolutely silent and they did. And all they did was film it and adjust the sound on it. And, um, you know, it, the setup was beautiful. I mean, David was very precise how he wanted things. And I actually, I have somewhere, I have a picture of him actually getting the machine ready, sitting there with the examination. And you don't even see the camera because they're so far back. Um, when you have set up where what I recall it was such an enclosed room that you know and when you have friends standing behind you supporting you again that adds to the psychological conformity of what you're saying mm -hmm. what you need to do is isolate that person they're alone they're you know this test is going to be so when you get the tough question it's going to make you squirm a bit and you got to understand that the control questions too are to determine if the person's lying or, or, or telling the truth. So there's a number of control questions there as well. Um, but I, I, I was actually blessed to, to get ex to get explained how the process works. I was sat down. We spent the better part of one morning talking about that after breakfast and talking about the interview process. I mean, I got a crash course in it by a top-notch guy, and I was really appreciative of it. So. I saw how that thing works, and it's, you're going to get, you're not going to get a truth as a, as a negative result. You're more apt to get a lie as a negative result, because what really triggers the machines is nervousness. Hmm. Well, I mean, be that neither here nor there, you know, it's just, it, it, it can be unreliable. I yes, think, that, and, and I think that, and I think, right. right, and I think that's the bigger, right. the bigger issue. Yeah, can it, can it, it do its job? Yeah, I'm sure it can, but it's the fact that it can be unreliable, and that's why we tend but, not to use it for anything. You but, know, but I, I, I guess my point being is, is that the whole question was that, you know, if it does, if it ever came out to be false, we would owe Bob Hieronymus a, a, a um, an apology because he's got a polygraph exam that says regardless of how we may feel about a polygraph exam he said back in 94 when he came out that it was a it was a it was a hoax he took a polygraph exam i think it was like 96 or 97 whatever that show was on mm -hmm. and passed it stating it was a hoax you you can't his story did change uh after the first month of telling it but you can't I, I fear more that nutcase Cal Corf <laughs> when it comes out. Um, that guy was a train wreck. Um, you know, and uh, I, I don't know if Richard knows Cal Corf. But, uh, um, yeah, here's a guy that, you know, claimed he was a colonel in the Israeli secret special secret services. Turns out that he had to admit that the Israeli special secret services was actually a private security firm. So, oh, so you're a colonel as a security guard, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, fucking uh, people, people, and people are so weird about shit like that. They can't just come out and and be who they are. That that that's that, that's uh, half the problem with a lot of this stuff is that people make up these personas. Um, I think I think that has a lot to do with it. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, could the could the the Patterson Gimlin film have been a hoax? You know, I I have to concede that yes. Yes, it it may have been, um, but at you know at the same time, when I when I look at that film, to this day I don't I don't have anything in me that goes, yeah no. You know I look at it and I see a creature. I don't see a guy in a suit or or a woman in a suit for that matter. I see a creature. And by that aspect, or that aspect, you, and we all have to, not just you, me, Steve, Matt, we all kind of have to disqualify ourselves to it because we have had this film ingrained on us for years. Yeah. Believing that it was a real thing. Yeah. And we really, deep down, look at it objectively. And you have to question yourself, can you? Yeah. You know, that's a good. Included. That's a good point as well. And that, I mean, that's why I say, you know, could it very well be a hoax? Yeah, I have to concede that point. I can't. I, I can't not. I just. But to me, you know, I feel like it isn't. But you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just bash somebody up and down the street. You know, hey, you see a seam. I don't see that seam, but if you see that seam, you know, and you're right, and it, let's say somewhere down the road it comes out that you're right, fucking, I'll be the first one to be like, yeah, you were right. I was fucking wrong. You know, and that's the problem we have right there is that most people will not. Admit oh no, they'll be like, ever. fuck you, right? You know. Well, that's how that one argument had progressed. Like, say, may he made a, a flipping statement saying that no primates have a defeated him. Yes, there's actually twelve. Well, they're not great apes. Who says Sasquatch is a great ape? Who says we it's a hominin? Know. Who says it's a hominin? The only thing I can say is it's a primate. Do primates have a defeated him? There are twelve species that do. Yeah. And 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 there are many questions that are unresolved when it comes to these issues. And there are many, you know, and across the board, you know, it's not, it's not just this. It's, you know, you look at other types of 40 in subjects, UFOs, ghosts, um, uh, other supposed cryptids. You know, you were talking, you know, you did some stuff with the Loch Ness Monster. Um, and there's other cre supposed creatures out there. Uh, and I've said for a long time, you know, you want to find you know, some unknown creatures, you want to look in the fucking ocean. You know, that's the place to be looking. That It is vastly unexplored. We've barely even scratched the surface. And that's where you're going to find some out-of-this-world shit. You know, well, you, you know, one of the most interesting things is I came across an article today that was talking about the lifespan of certain creatures. And uh, I found it really interesting that uh, you know, there's one fish that can live 
Uh, they, they think it can live up to 300 years. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. But then they pointed out the Hydra. Um, they believe it could actually be immortal because it consists of complete, all it is is stem cells and they can regenerate and form into whatever they need to form into. Yeah. So it, does, it doesn't age. Yeah. There's some weird shit in the ocean, man. Some weird shit. And I mean, you go into like uh, um, orcas and and dolphins. I mean, these these are these are creatures that get high, you know, recreationally to fucking like do shit with blowfish to get fucked up. They have these social societies. They're super intelligent. You know, I mean, I mean, it's it's mind boggling, the stuff that is under the water, rate you know that we don't pay as much attention to. And, and the amazing story of, and this was a recent story of this uh, diver who started getting circled by an orca, and the orca was getting really close to her and kind of pushing her, and she couldn't understand why it was acting so aggressively and frantically. Turns out there was a great white shark in the area. Yeah. And it was actually shielding and protecting her from the shark. Yeah. And orcas will fuck up a shark. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, uh, I think, uh, I think that about wraps up the show for tonight, uh, yep. gentlemen. I think we fucking delved into this shit. Wow. Yeah. Well, we've been, that's, that's been the norm lately, Steve. Yeah, yeah. It's been the norm. Two hour really podcast. Good deep discussions here tonight. Yeah. I like the I li- and I like the format the way we do the show. It's it, you know it's a conversation, yep. you know, and and we can agree to disagree on things. People and I think that's where a, a lot wow. of people are lacking. Right, exactly. And and social media is part of that. It's so easy to blow off on some blow up on somebody or misinterpret how they come across on social. media. Yeah, um, and, and Matt and I and we've we've brought it up a few times on the show now. Matt and I got into a, a, a political discussion, uh, not on air, like off air between the two of us one night. And it went on for like two, two, almost three hours. And um, like it, it got heated. I wouldn't say that it got to the point where we started throwing like jabs, but it got it, it got heated. And at the end, like Matt goes, hey, man, I just like to like thank you know, not thank. He's like, I think like the two of us should be like congratulated. And I'm like, for what? And he's like, because we're, we're still friends. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just like the the ability to be able to to have a discussion like that and not attack one another because we have varying or differing uh, viewpoints. And the one thing that we found about that whole evening, that whole discussion was that we agreed on more than we disagreed, you know, but it was the disagreements where there was a real issue, but, but that we agreed on way more. And I wish people would just find that common ground and talk to one another. You know, it's why I wish that the people who disagree with us would come on this show, you know, and I've been in talks with some of those people, uh, Steven Stroyford, if you listen to this fucking show, come on the fucking show, man. We disagree. You know, we're going to disagree, but, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like this fucking this 
strange, like, uh, you know, attacking thing. Like, uh, we don't want to attack you. We just want to have a discussion. That's it. Um, but, you know, and other people, uh, you know, we've invited some other people who are of, have, we've had some barbs with over the years. So it should be interesting. But, Steve, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Um, for everybody out there, um, what's uh, where can they uh, hit you up, Steve? Uh, well, they can always hit me up on Facebook, uh, or they can swagger on over to SquashDetective.com. We'll be bringing the podcast back real soon. Uh, SquashDetectiveRadio.com, uh, BlockTalkRadio.com forward slash SquashDetective. So just, just as it is, uh, your name underneath you. Dot com. So yeah, watchdetective.com to uh, check out what Steve's doing. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. And it was a great talk tonight, man. Oh, awesome. Always fun, guys. Um, See you in another years. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the 40 and Slip, episode 87, The Squatch Detective, Steve Calls. Uh, if you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button you don't hit the little thumbs down button leave a comment subscribe uh check out matt knapp at youtube.com forward slash bigfoot crossroads and youtube.com forward slash cryptid tales check out our good friend para bob phil polling at youtube.com para breakdown uh Phil is uh, reapplying for his monetization, and he's also doing something on Patreon. I will get Good his luck, Patreon Phil. link um, and put that up on the show for him as well. Um, as always, you can check out the Sweetwater Come Legend on. Steve Alcorn every week, That's Sunday awesome. at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, check out our good friend, Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash dread fun uh i've been posting this link uh <clears throat> the show is now um a podcast in a podcast format you can download it to your phone through apple podcast uh google podcast i think it is spotify pocket cast is another one uh fucking all those cast services. yeah cast services um uh check us out subscribe to the something you know the podcast and you know you can still listen to it again enjoy don't it forget. all over again and don't forget september 20th storm area 51 oh yeah storm area i forgot to talk about that tonight we got storm so storm? fucking in depth on the bigfoot shit i've got to talk i've got all about talking about storm area 51 um but yeah uh hashtag stop the lunacy for steve culls uh we will be back next week with another show, I do not have a topic picked out at the moment. We do have uh, the archaeologist I've been in talks with uh, who just got back from the Mayan dig. Uh, we will get her on as soon as I get a chance to talk to her. Wait, ain't you uh, going to be here next week? Yes, next week I will be in Ohio with one Steve Alcorn, the Sweetwater legend. I will be there with Steve uh, next. I will be there. Friday. We'll, we'll be having coffee Friday morning. Will we? Yeah, we'll right. be having coffee Friday morning. Um, right. And uh, Sunday we'll be doing the show. Um, so uh, look for that show next week. That will be broadcasting live with Steve from Ohio. Um, and we will come up with something to talk about. 
we'll have to figure that out, Steve. This, this is going to be a good one for us to talk about. Are we like, picking the producer? Uh, yes. Next week, we pick the producer. That's right. Out too. of Thank all you. the myriads of After videos the, that we out got. Out of the three videos we got <laughs> so far, I will check uh, to see if we've got any new videos. Um, I did post the Gabby Mahalika video on uh, the Facebook like page. So you can check that out. Um, and we will choose next week. Uh, thank you all for joining us. See ya!